0: We're joined today with Tim Rennick of Independent Builders Network. Tim, can you tell us about the network and your role in it?
1: Absolutely, Maureen. The Independent Builders Network, we're a small family business. It was started by my father, Kevin Rennick, who likes to go by the moniker Kevin Rennick OAM for his services to the building industry and the community. And dad started this business 12 years ago with the Registrar of Building Practitioners and a financial planner to give smaller builders an edge in the building industry and also to hopefully compete with the mass-marketed volume builders and building franchises. Dad had a history starting a franchise with his previous business, Hotonda Homes, which was also um, a family business that engaged a lot of our family, seven kids. In our family, and about four of us were involved in the business at any given time. And that became a very successful building franchise and Dad was supposed to have retired but found his feet again. He's a bit of an entrepreneur and loves to work and started this business back then. And two sisters and I currently operate in this business and Dad has taken a a backward seat. We're trying to get him to retire again, but we find that he gets itchy feet and he just wants to go out and help builders even at the ripe old age of 88 years old and he's soon to turn 89. And... We feel that he might continue working like the Queen does at the moment.
0: So the Builders Network, Tim, that acts as a co-op for smaller building companies?
1: Yeah, we, we lose, use the term co-op very, very loosely. Maureen, uh, we're trying to segregate ourselves from a building franchise or a true franchise of any structure. Because of the high involvement and costs involved with franchising, when we're trying to explain what IBM is about a co-op gives the perception that their are builders helping each other, which is truly what happens. We have a membership where the builders don't compete with each other. And we're trying to bring to them the best of what a franchise would bring to them. But because we don't have an ongoing marketing contribution levy, we don't advertise on their behalf. And we teach the builders how to collectively pull their monies if they're going to promote their business. But we bring to the table you know, 130 plus working drawings that are based on houses developed around different land sizes or fall of land and even houses for people living with a disability or the retired, first home buyers, granny flats, double storeys, split levels, the whole gambit. And then getting the builders to pull their resources together to uh, work with preferred suppliers and if those suppliers work in the areas then collectively as a top 50 national builder we can compete on pricing and get better service levels for our builders
0: and so the drawings you're referring to does it come about that you have clients or people who are wanting to build and then you match them up with someone within the network who's best suited to them both geographically and in terms of maybe temperament?
1: Not necessarily. We're teaching the builders how to fish, not fishing for them. If we do, by way of our external promotion through social media and we do get some lead inquiry, then the builders are handling those inquiries themselves. We have an ongoing professional development program that we're teaching them how to sell my role specifically is to go out there and work in the trenches with them and teach them. And I will assist them with engaging um, with customers direct. We do have a full-time lady in our office, Kathleen, who I literally refer to her her as an archangel. She runs our CRM system, so she assists the builders with their time management of handling prospective clients. But we do lead them to the, the tank of water, let them drink. So we don't hand them leads or sales on a platter like a building um, sales agency would do, but we do help them learn how to deal with the clients.
0: And so what's the typical profile of someone who's a member of the IBM?
1: Sure. Ideally, in our perfect world, and we try and get our clients who are our builders to dress up their perfect client, and we would say, ideally, it's a husband and wife team. And of course, nothing ever works ideally. So we have a makeup of really good multi-generational family businesses or partnerships that are non-family. But I'll, there's one common denominator in, in a lot of the successful businesses that um, are members of Independent Builders Network, and that is a, there's a female involved in that business somewhere in the structure. So it could be a wife. I've got a wonderful sister-in-law. I've got a wonderful niece. I've got a wonderful sister, daughter, and some non-family-related members who are female running operations for these builders and they're the the definitely the most successful one. So ideally it would be a family business because we spend so much time training our members and their partners. I have this theory that if you're training a family member, they're not going to up and leave you. But having said that, I've seen some very good loyal non-family members working with our builders. And the reason why they're loyal is because the builders have treated them right and they feel like they're part of the family and a successful a successful partnership with that builder, which works really well. And at the end of the day, I want my builders out on the building sites, managing the sites, supervising if they're not on the tools. And if they've got a good person back in HQ, the office, which more or less is a family home, then that works really well for our members.
0: With the last 12 months with COVID and predictions made this time last year, that the bottom was going to fall out of the the housing market and um, presumably the development market as well. What do you see for the next twelve months and moving forward beyond that?
1: It's a very interesting question, Maureen, because I'll I'll take you back to 2019. We actually suffered our worst year in the industry as far as I had been involved in the building industry, which goes back to 1983, believe it or not. And back in 2019, we had a Royal Commission into the banks, which Um, forbade a lot of land getting developed through mainly the cities, which had a a rock and a pond effect out into regional areas. And then we also had a federal election, which ultimately does affect real estate, which does affect new homes. So coming into 2020, we were very bearish about the building industry. And I had some builders for the first time in their lives did not pour a slab. And COVID initially, we thought with the writing on the wall that we were going to have an ultimate demise. And it actually turned out, thank goodness for the federal government giving out the home build grant, but it turned around the building industry immensely. Now, 2020, believe it or not, I have the majority of my builders um, booked out in 2021 for work, thanks to Scott Morrison. And now, uh, in the building industry, I find that we fight the octopus and we're getting whacked by another tentacle that is hindering building materials getting out to site and also a huge, um, lack of trades that are available out there in the building industry. So by and large, the volume builders and all of us smaller builders are facing a catastrophic issue with getting houses to start out on site because of lack of building materials.
0: And is that the supply chain that's been interrupted? Yes,
1: there's a supply chain. We we looked at materials coming in from overseas. And right now, we it has been re- related in the press much, but there's a hold-up in the Sydney docks because a union so there are building materials coming in from overseas that are getting held up that nobody can do anything about. Uh, today I'm in a HIA meeting and this is the first point in our agenda that I'm part of a bigger committee or group with the HIA and we've got to try and work out how do we deal with this issue and one of the things IBN's bringing to the table for our members is we're having a lot of legal training for our builders from lawyers and industry people who can give them guidance as to how to deal with this with clients who have not only personal expectations, but they got external forces down on them from the banks, the federal home build grant that they're relying on to get the houses completed, and through no fault of ours or the building industry, but suppliers that we, there's a lot of builders out there who can't get houses started, which brings us back to two years ago. So when you ask the question, how do I see the future, The binary answer is 2021 is difficult for everyone, but 2022, there's gonna be a bust coming and that's our catch up time.
0: What do you mean there's gonna be a bust coming? So
1: right now, like I said earlier, since 1983 that I've been in the building industry, I've never ever seen the building industry as vibrant as it is now. Mm. So the economic forecasts that are coming from the likes of the HIA is that 2022, 2023, there's a bust coming. Real estate prices will come back down. The building industry walks like the Duke of Edinburgh, two steps behind the Queen, we walk behind what happens in real estate and there will be a bus coming for the new homes industry and that'll give a time for the incumbent buyers, the people who are looking to get the houses built at the moment to catch up and the builders catch up with their workloads that the work will come in 2021 and in 2022 things will settle down a bit. We have witnessed price rises in building industry 10, 15% in some sectors of building materials. So it's getting very costly to build at the moment, so things do need to settle down a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. So in terms of your membership and those foot market forces, the, the boom and bust that you're talking about coming in two years, how do, how do people get in touch with you or how do, members, how do you get your membership? We
1: uh, actively are always looking for new members. That's how we actually make a living in our businesses recruiting new because our membership based is members having a reduction in fees over years. So we need to keep feeding the funnel, so to speak. We actively look for our membership through social media because it's a cheap medium. We, we're not a very highly profitable business as opposed to the building franchises. So we do fight with one arm tied behind our back to compete with the volume builders and the franchises because we don't have those marketing levies. But having said that, One of the benefits of Independent Builders Network members is that when we have bust times, our builders, before it became trendy, were able to pivot their businesses very easily because we're small builders and we're not high overhead businesses. So at the end of the day, a lot of builders are perceived to be cheap if they're big, but it's the smaller builders who actively are affordable. And if you can keep your low overhead business operating, which is what my business partner trains our builders with, then we can go out there and hit the market as being the last man standing, so to speak. Two years ago, when we couldn't build, our builders were able to apply their trade and other works and keep the doors open. When Home Build Grant first came out, it was highly geared towards people doing renovations, so rather than building new homes, we could go renovate quite easily. And by having an effective get to the marketplace cheap scenario, which is social media, as opposed to mass marketing through traditional methods. um, That's where we try and find our builders. Having said that, if you're looking for specifics in social media, our target audience is wives to have a look at our industry. So we're trying to better ourselves to getting out there on Instagram as opposed to Facebook, which seems to be a bit old school these days. Mm
0: -hmm. So anybody wanting to get in touch with Independent Builders Network or with you, Tim Rennick, or if they know of others in the building industry who are fit that profile of someone wanting to join a group that supports other smaller builders. You're on LinkedIn?
1: I am on LinkedIn, but what you're going to find, Maureen, is there's not a lot of builders that are are actively looking at LinkedIn. In fact, I could hand on my heart to you that if we've got 75 members, I've got two builders who are actively on LinkedIn. Uh, Generally, Facebook is the epicentre of where they're at And Instagram just keeps getting stronger and stronger. And the irony was that was four years ago, we were trying to get our builders to be more involved with Pinterest because it seemed to be a higher involvement, social media, that people were actively looking at building their perfect kitchen, et cetera. But Instagram, which was the real mainstay of instant, uh, delivery of there's my meal, here's me getting a beauty treatment, all of a sudden became very clear, sort of medium for high involvement purchases like here's my motor car and here's a house, which is, we've had to really, really shift and change to be there. But we're also a very transparent business. If people are looking for us and they just Google anything to do with independent builders or we're your local builders, our SEO is very strong. They'll find independent builders network very easily.
0: Terrific. Well, look, thanks for joining us today and sharing more about what Independent Builders Network is about. And uh, yeah, we can say to our listeners that Google Independent Builders and you will find the Independent Builders Network and Tim Rennick. Thanks again, Tim.
1: Been my pleasure, Maureen. Thank you.